listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul Abernathy and Jay Brunberg. All right, welcome to the Electrician Live. For those that are listening over on the podcast, you're wondering, where the hell was he there 12 minutes into the program and I forgot to hit the button? That is what wine during the day will do for you. Do not drink during the day, okay? It's the weekend. So anyway, so all, all those over there on the podcast, thanks for coming in. Tonight's topic is about paralleling and all the things about paralleling. I'll catch you up to speed. We're going to talk about all the characteristics of paralleling, when you would do it, why you would do it. Obviously, you're doing it because you need more ampacity, and conductors can only get so big, so we're going to break them up into multiple sets in order to be able to distribute the ampacity amongst multiple sets of conductors per phase. That brings you up to the point we're at this conversation right now, and it's easy for me to say after a bottle of wine, but hopefully after the night episode, you will understand paralleling a little bit better as well. So, Jay, sorry about that. Again, (laughs) no worries. Okay, we're they back didn't up miss to speed. Much. They didn't miss much. They didn't miss much. And at least I remembered it, right? Okay. That's right. All right. Sure. So so if you're at table 31016, uh, ampacity table, for example, 1,000 KC mil is about the largest that manufacturers will go to. And you can get bigger, but not for general building wiring. So when you look at the ampacities for 1,000 KC mils, even under 90 degrees C, it's like 615 amps. So if I have a 2,000 amp service, there's absolutely no way that I'm going to be able to achieve that. So 6 and 6 is 12. Another one's 18. It's still, so that's, you know, nobody's going to parallel. It. That's three 1,000s. Yeah. Nobody's going to do that. You couldn't get them in the raceway. It just, just wouldn't work. So typically sure. we'll parallel that out into five or six sets of a 600 KC mil or a or 500 KC mils or something like that sets, you know, an engineer will design it out. But the reason we're doing that is I got one piece of switch gear and I'm going to bring in six or seven, depending on what it breaks out, the size you want to use. I'm going to bring in six sets or five sets of, or even seven sets, depending on the size you want of individual raceways. They're going to come into this switch gear and each one of these raceways is going to have an ABC Neutral, ABC neutral, ABC neutral. So that's going to be evenly in each raceway. We're just talking generally right now, okay? Now, at each end, all of the A's will come together. All of the B's will come together. All Mm -hmm. of the C's will come together. So as I said at the beginning, for those on the podcast that missed it, that is no different than what we do with an individual conductor with the multiple strands, okay? They're all run in parallel, and and they're all part of one conductor. So when we run parallel sets, we are required in the code to connect them at each end so that they're treated, they're running parallel, but they act like a single conductor. And there's a reason that they have to be the same length, same characteristics, terminated in the same way. All these things that we'll look at tonight, simply because doing it differently could cause a a current to be different in each one of the actual conductors. And by not dividing it out evenly, you could have too much end up being on one conductor based on whatever its ampere rating is, and it could exceed that, or it doesn't distribute it evenly. And that can create a problem. So you have to follow all of the characteristics when it comes to paralleling. 
Now, we talked about earlier, a lot of people in the residential world, for example, will have a 400-amp service, which is basically 400-amp 320 continuous, 400-amp non, which is the normal for residents. It's going to be non-continuous. Sure. Um, in fact, the only things in a residence you do do continuous load is only for branch circuits, and that would be uh, any, like, baseboard heating or any uh, water heater. But when it comes to the load calculations, when you're doing the overall load, that's just the branch circuit sizing. When you're doing load, then you don't treat anything as continuous in a dwelling. So that's why everybody always says it's a 400-amp service. Even though it's a 320 continuous use type of meter, it's still 400. Yeah. You put two 200-amp panels, and typically they'll come out of the back of it, with, uh, you know, they'll, they'll hit it with, most of them will do 4 out aluminum. And they'll cut yeah. SEU, and it'll hit one panel and hit the other panel. That's not parallelic. Now, people think that, well, I've had people email me and say, isn't that paralleling? That is not paralleling because each one of those cables are not being connected together at, each, at both ends. They're at one end, but they're not at the other end. Okay? Oh, okay. So that cable is only handling that load in that panel. That cable is only handling the load in that panel, okay? Sure. They might come back, but that's not paralleling. So what we want to do is we'll kind of look at some of the characteristics of paralleling. And, of course, I have the code book handy. Jay, you're not going to be able to see unless you're obviously watching this, the monitoring it. Okay, you've got your code. It's good to go. Got the code. I'm going to switch to the browser version, and you all will see me on the screen. Um and uh, I haven't figured out yet. I should have figured out how to get Jay on this screen, um, but <laughs> I, I didn't. My big old head. I'll take up that whole space. So <laughs> he would take. Yeah, he would. <laughs> and the head would literally take up the entire space. There's no. There's no right. doubt about it. It would take right. it up. But anyway, let's see. There he is, right there. Let me see if I can crop him down real quick. This is what's called. Editing on the fly, Jay. Oh, hey, told you I'd take up the whole screen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So, all, all right, right, fellas, don't ask what's in this cup. Don't ask. No, no, it's not. Not tonight. All right, so here you see on the screen 310.10G, conductors in parallel. And so we're going to kind of look at tonight, and I've got my copy of my code book right here as well. It's a little easier to see. Some people say, well, I can't see the screen. Hopefully you got your code book. Um, but we'll kind of look at it. First thing we look at is the general rules for 310.10G1. And, of course, I'll talk about some applications as we get into it a little more. And, Jay, if you have anything that comes up, just let her, let her fly. And I'm going to also talk about some characteristic stuff that, while the code says a couple things, I will argue that it's, uh, and I have a submittal for the 2023 to change some of these things in the code. Um, but we'll argue that it's, it's probably legacy information in the code and not 100% accurate in how things do, how things work. But we'll try to get, hopefully I've substantiated enough that we'll, we'll get it taken care of in the 2023. All right, so conductors in parallel, let's kind of look at it. 310.10G1 general says aluminum, copper, clad aluminum, or copper conductors for each phase, polarity, neutral, or grounded circuit uh, shall be permitted to be connected in parallel, electrically joined at both ends. So that's kind of what I was talking about earlier, Jay. The only way that it can constitute a parallel application is if it is physically connected at both ends. Oh. So, so I could have five different raceways with black, red, blue in each raceway with a neutral, 
And the only way it could be parallel is if the all the blacks were together at the end, all the blues were together at the end, and, and everything comes to, together at the end, right? That's the only way it would work. You know, separate blacks, separate blues, separate reds, and they go to their own terminals, okay? And it might be a lug that's got, you know, five lugs on it or, you know, to handle five separate conductors. But once it does at each end, then those five reds, for example, replicate a single conductor. Even though they're parallel, they act as a single conductor. That's why we can take the ampacity for each one and add them up. And that's what's going to give us our total, let's say, of the 2,000 amps. Okay? That's, that's how if, we would do it. What if, what if the conductors added up together would be more than 2,000 amps? Would you, can that... always, you can always have more, but when you're over 800 amps, for example, you, when that case scenario is you can't use next size up rules, so whatever you overcurrent, if it's 2,000 amp overcurrent device, then I'm going to have to have conductors that handle at least 2,000 amps. So if it's 2,100 or 2,200, that's fine. It just handles more. In fact, you might be necessary because you might have something that you might worry about like voltage drop or something uh, and things point. like that that you might affect something, you know. So at the yeah. end of the day, if it's 2,000 amps service or switch gear, uh, I'm going to have to have 2,000 amps worth of wire, put it that way, okay? So it might be six... Six six hundreds. I don't know. Add it up. I don't know what that would be, but uh, I can't remember what six hundreds are. I don't know if it's. Uh, four, oh, you're talking about the actual wire size six hundred. Yeah, if it's uh, six hundreds or. So would it be four twenty then if we're using the seventy five? Yeah, for seventy five. Obviously, we can do adjustment and corrections. We can use a ninety for adjustment and corrections, although we can't exceed the the value of the seventy five. So it's so much so easier. You... I tell people just to do the seventy five. And, and, and select your conductors based on the terminal limitations first. Then you can do adjustment and corrections to see if you still have a conductor that can handle the ampacity. But always select your conductor based on your terminal limitations. So 420, how many of those did you need for 2,000? 2000, 2000, I think we need five of them. Divided by 420? Yeah, 4.76, so you need five. So you'd have to have five 600 KC mills, copper, to achieve the 2,000, and so you would have five sets to achieve. So, so with these with these parallel raceways that you're running underground, because we'll, like you said in in the beginning, or above that, ground, or above or ground, above ground, could be running through the middle of a building or something. Could be five sets of a feeder to a remote distribution panel or something like that. When when you're running these five sets, you you would have to think that. Wouldn't the electrical engineer for the drawings give you these? And and if they do, are they ever are they ever wrong, or, or is it the electrician's responsibility to double check them? Because again, if if you're running six parallel runs of six hundreds, and you're supposed to run or or five in this instance, and, and you have it installed, but you're supposed to run six, or 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 you didn't run enough. Yeah. So so again, most of the times when you're dealing like this. They're going to be engineered drawings. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, like I tell electricians all the time, and like I would tell you and I would tell your company if you were doing it, I always check behind the engineer. I mean, our job as electricians, as a skilled professional, is to have the knowledge, the understanding, to be able to, to second-guess somebody 
and double check, right? Just double check to make sure that everything looks right. And it doesn't take much to look at and say, oh, five sets and find out what the ampacity is. Do it times five and see if that's if that, that's going to be adequate, right? Sure. But we got to do it. And But usually you're right. The engineers should do this for you, we hope, that they're the ones that, that figured it all out for us already. But uh, And, of course, it's got to go through plan review, right? And you hope that the you know they catch it as well. Then not every plan review is, is good, you know. So I mean, you gotta. And a lot of them just stamp it when the engineer stamps it. They stamp it and let it go. So just gotta be aware of that. Okay. Okay. Um, now notice what you will notice here is that it didn't say anything here about equipment grounds. Okay. Yeah. Didn't make any any statement for that in this part of it. It's talking about neutrals. Or grounded conductors, because you you always have a grounded conductor when one of the phases is intentionally grounded, but you don't always have a neutral, which is a neutral is equal balance from any conductor that's measured to the neutral point. Okay, so in in that case, all of these can be run in parallel, except for an equipment ground. Okay, of course we'll talk about that in two fifty one twenty two when we get there in a few minutes. It also states that one thing that you do in paralleling is that the sizing has to be one aught and larger, okay? So one aught and larger is your threshold. Now, there is exceptions to this rule, and that is for some unique applications that we're not going to go in tonight because it is very unique and typically not for the building wiring aspect of it. Um, so typically in paralleling applications, one aught and larger is going to be what we would utilize uh, for a paralleling application, okay? Uh, now, engineers have some ability under engineering supervision, and that's anytime you might see paralleling done that's, that is less than one aught. Uh, I would look, if I, was a, if I was the electrician and you saw it, and in your mind you're thinking, I know paralleling has to be one aught and larger, and I see something that's smaller, um, then... Make sure you check with the engineer, okay? See if sure. it's something they haven't done or, or something like that, okay? That's something that they're going to be aware of. So there's there's a question from uh, Elwood on here. He he says, how many overcurrent protection devices? So if you're running, I think what he's saying is if you're running your parallel feeder or your parallel conductors, mm-hmm. are you allowed to hit multiple Overcurrent devices, no, so, or is this just for so, one? So paralleling, again, you have to bring the conductors together at each end. So it would be for one overcurrent device that you'd be paralleling. Okay? So we're not talking right. taps. We're talking if I have a 2,000-amp device, overcurrent device, I have to, all the black, red, blues, you know, all the blacks have to come together, all the reds have to come together, and all the blues have to come together at the same terminal. So it would be kind of hard to 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 split that that off. Okay. So would that would that terminal be? I, I guess what I'm thinking is like X, maybe a utility side transformer. So you can have you're, you're you, coming. You could have it come from a utility, and they'll bring in sets that'll come to your switch gear. But you could also have, let's say, I have a really big building that has 2,000 amp service. But let's say I have a thousand amp. Uh, remote distribution equipment downstream somewhere. Oh, sure. sure. Uh, I mean, I still, who wants to run, gosh, I mean, who wants to run two nine hundred? What is that? 
I mean, who wants to do that? So most of the time, they're gonna. It's going to be like even a, a thousand is going to be broken down into four sets of I don't know, like three hundreds or three fifties or something, right? Yeah. Um, and for so sure. that's paralleling. You you don't you can't deviate from that. It wouldn't be paralleling. So if I took one end and they were all together, and then I got to the other end and it split up, that wouldn't be paralleling. Okay, they, they has to be together at each end. All right. You with me? Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. You're, you're saying instead of one large conductor Just that would feed that 200-amp service, 2000 you'd break amp. it down – or 2,000-amp, you'd break it down to multiple conductors in a parallel run that would eventually be the same size or larger or handle the same amount yeah. of, of ampacity. And that's what you're really that, doing. And I tell people when they think of paralleling is start from lugs A all the way to the other end. And I say I'm running five of them. They're running them together. They all have to be the same length, same characteristics. We'll look at that in a minute, obviously. Have to have the same sure. insulation type. They have to be terminated the same way. Everything has got to be basically, if you think about it this way, as I said earlier, a single conductor, say 500 KC mil, has all those strands in it, right? Yep. Paralleling is the same thing on a grander scale. It's just... Each conductor act like it's a strand. And so you're bringing them all together, and it's just one big conductor. So you're getting the benefit of each individual conductor bought together sure. to replicate one larger single conductor. With me? So it, it really is the only way you can do it and in, in, in be able to run something to these large services. This only way you can do it is paralleling. It's just there's no other way. You have to be able to parallel. Now, with that said, we have conductor and ins, uh, installation characteristics that we have to be very aware of. And this is where I get a lot of pictures from people, and they are all kind of wonky in different, different things. And this is where you got to be very careful. And I tell people, when you cut your wire, cut them all the same length and cut it for the maximum length that you need. Uh, because you can you can loop slack or you can keep some slack, but they all have to be the same length. So if you look at the characteristics, let's look at 310.10G2. And again, for those out there, we're in the, we're in the 2020. And I will promise you something. I said something to Jay before we started tonight. I said, Jay, I have to be very careful that I do not fall back into electrician live being Paul talking about code all the time. So you're going to give, you're going to give me a break tonight, but uh, Jay is going to pistol whip me back to, to more interesting topics than code. Although I've got my, my code freaks out there who who love code. Uh, But again, bear with me tonight. Okay. And I've been drinking wine all day. Did I tell you that Jay? Sorry. (laughs) I did tell you that. All right. Sorry. So 310.10G2 turning into a wino. All right, it says the paralleled conductors in each phase, polarity, neutral, grounded circuit conductor. Now, check us out. Equipment grounded conductor or equipment bonding jumper shall comply with all the following. Now, this is real interesting, and this is the genesis of one of my submittals for 2023's change. We had the rules for paralleling. It said what we could parallel, right? I mean, it gave us the rules... Here are the general rules for paralleling. Then down here it mentions equipment grounding conductors and equipment bonding jumpers. Okay? 
Are you ready, Jay? You ready I'm for ready. my you ready for my first um, soapbox moment? I'm holding tight. All right. There is Give abs- it to me. The equipment grounding conductors are not permitted to be parallel. They have to be full size in each raceway. Why that's even here makes no sense. Because we do not have to parallel equipment grounding conductors in order to take the benefit like we do with phase conductors, trying to get more current. We're not. The code requires in 251.22 for equipment grounds to be full size. Now Jay's playing with his background. Y'all didn't see that. I see that. He's just playing around back there. All right, so for me, sizing the equipment granite conductor does not, the, the need for it to meet these characteristics is, is kind of foolish, all right, when it comes, because each one of the equipment grounds are required to be full-sized anyway. You're not getting any benefit of paralleling them. Now, so some, so when, you, when you have the 2,000-amp service. And the equipment and- grounds. I'll let you go with yes. your thought, and then I'll keep going. Well, what what I was saying, what, what we went over was if you have a 2,000-amp service and you're running five sets mm-hmm. of 600s, yep. then your grounding or your equipment grounding for those, you're saying wouldn't I wouldn't be able to cut my equipment grounding down into fifths or, or whatnot. Like I'm, I'm not cutting it down. Uh-huh. No, so if you look at 250.122, it tells you the table, the minimum size equipment grounding conductor uh, is based on the size of the overcurrent device, period. Oh, This okay. is a 2,000-amp so service. 2,000-amp service requires a minimum of a 250 KC mil, and it requires it to be in each raceway. In each raceway. In each raceway. Now... If it's required to be full size, then why do these characteristics even matter for an equipment grounding conductor? It's got to be full size anyway. See, the reason we're paralleling is to get the benefit of more ampacity. That's the main reason. You said it right off the bat. That's the right, main with, reason with, with we do lower it. lower size wires. And, smaller and, and wires. Smaller conduit. Easier to handle, easier to function with, easier to sure. install. That's why we're doing it. And the reason we're keeping all those characteristics the same is because current divide needs to divide evenly on all those those different uh, parallel sets. It's nothing to do with the equipment grounding conductor. It, it, to me, it shouldn't even be here. It, it shouldn't be in 310.10G2. Okay? We already, if, if we're already going to say that it needs to be full-sized anyway, if, if that's the case, why don't you let me parallel the equipment ground then, smarty pants, up in the code panel? Wait a minute, I'm on the code panel. Never mind. So, <laughs> if you well, let, I, you I you're going where... to let me parallel the neutral, right? I can parallel neutrals divided amongst five raceways, but you won't let me parallel the equipment ground. Why? Because we believe that if you have a fault in any one of those raceways, that the conductor has to be large enough to be able to carry that fault current to be able to clear that 2,000 amp overcurrent device. That's why we size equipment grounds. And we have data that supports that for years and eons. We don't know where it all came from, and we can't find the test data, but we know that for history, 251.22 has worked out okay, right? Breakers do trip. I mean, we know that that's pretty solid. That, that table's pretty solid, okay? So... At the end of the day, what's the point in paralleling if you can't parallel the equipment grounds down? 
You can't use them as a cumulative like you can the phase conductors, like you can the grounded neutral conductor. You can't do that with equipment grounds. So why do the characteristics even freaking matter when it comes to an equipment ground? So anyway, we're going to go with the premise that it is here. And I'm just kind of explaining that to people so they can get the logic of why I'm putting in a code proposal in 2023 for this. So anyway, and you'll see what I'm talking about. So let's look at it here. Number one. So let's talk it and keep it in terms that we can understand. Phase conductors. A, B, C. Simple stuff. Got to be the same length. If it's a 150-foot run... And I've got five sets. Remember, the radial bend of the outside raceway, the lengths are going to be different than the interior raceway. Right. So if I'm going to have an A, B, and C in this one, A, B, C in the second one, A, B, C in the third one, A, B, C in the fourth one, A, B, C in the fifth one, got to be careful because the A phase in the fifth raceway is going to be longer than the one in the first raceway. Yes. However, when I'm cutting them, I tell people all the time, Cut your lengths as if they all were based on the longest raceway. And then they go, well, what do I do with the extra in the box? I don't, I, well, you're going to have to either, you know, position it out. But, but again, it should be enough room for you to take that, that, make up that extra distance. But you can't cut that one shorter than the other because the current that's going to be on the conductors are going to be different. Why? Because there's more resistance, because there's more copper on the longer one than it would be on the shorter one. So the current's going to be different. And so it's not going to divide evenly. So, again, and I do a whole podcast on that, or video that I did on on understanding the lengths and the math behind it and how the ampacities change. We won't go into tonight's episode, but it does change. And this says that they have to be the same length. So that's cut and dry, right? So that means that even the shortest run... The conductors have to be as long as the longest run. Okay? Sure. Um, I got a question for you, and I think Joel has the same question. Okay. And he says, can black, red, blue, white, so pretty much your three-phase conductors and your and your grounded conductor be in different way, raceways? What, what I think he's saying is, can you, can you put all five blacks, all Separate five phase in, in, in one raceway. So you mean and separate them out? And all red in another raceway. All blue in another raceway. All white. So, so you're having five conductors or, or, or of the same phase coming up into that panel or, or what it, that, that cabinet to hit that terminal. Could you do that? Well, there is an allowance for you to be able to do that, whereas you actually can put all of the separate the A's, the B's, and C's, but that is a very unique application, underground application, and typically uh, it is very, very not typically done that way because you create magnetic fields and it makes it harder for the application. There is a, a, a rule that allows you to do that, but I don't want to go there tonight because we don't have enough time. But who asked that, Joel? Joel did, yeah. I which think- which would make sense though, because then if you did come into one raceway with all your A's, you you would just cut them all at the same length, because they would all go to that same um, termination block. But right. I- well, the, the problem with the, again the problem with that ends up running is that you create 
magnetic fields and problems because you gotcha. don't have cancellations. You don't have A, B, and C, A, B, and C. So you, you create a lot more impedance, and it causes a problem. Uh, but there is an allowance in the code for you to be able to do that, but it is underground applications only, and, again, it's sure. typically not talked about. So we want to keep it without causing too much confusion tonight because of the time frame we have on a one-hour show. But I will – I've written it down. You said it was Joel? Joel. Okay. I have written it down because I think that that would warrant me doing a separate uh, a video that actually shows the different characteristics to be able to do that because I don't think that we could – you know, mainly the easiest thing to remember is you're not going to be able to do it. So here's, Joel, here's the easy way to think about it. Where this usually gets done inside, inside of a building when you're running separate sets, you could not do it that way inside a building above ground applications where I can run all A in one, all B in the other, and all C in the other, separate them like that. It is a very unique application. Typically, you're going to run ABC and neutral in one, ABC and neutral in the second, ABC and neutral. That's the traditional way we do it. Then you, you don't have an issue of uh, inductive heating. You don't have the addition of uh, magnetic fields, increased uh, um, uh, impedance that takes place. It's just an easier way to do it. But you end up with that situation where you're going to have a conductor on the inner raceway that's going to be shorter than the one on the outer raceway. That's right. But you're not above ground going to be able to solve that, Joel, by simply putting all the A's in one, all the B's in L. But I think rather than talk about it, I, I want to save that for a separate episode. Otherwise, it'll take us down Perfect. that hole. Just say that that's a unique application, underground application, and it's very unique in the raceway types. So let's keep it. We'll keep that one for that. I promise you I'll do an episode on that. All right, so... Keeping the links, that's important. Keeping the links the same. Number two, have to consist of the same conductor material. Okay, sure. now, that is per, per your phase. So all the A's could be copper. All the B's could be aluminum. All the C's could be copper. But all the B's that are aluminum, all the B's have to be aluminum. Okay, and of course, they're going to be a bigger sized, Right. So that becomes a problem. But yeah. when it comes to consistent uh, a conductive a conductor material, I could have phase A's, phase B's, and C's. And remember, this is per phase. So all the A's could be copper and whatever they might be, 600 KC mil, whatever. All B's can be aluminum, and they all might be 750 KC mil. Crazy install, but could do that. <laughs> And then C could be all copper again, and it would be, okay? So that is possible because we're treating these per the phase, okay? So got to be the same uh, conductive material. Next, be the same size and circular mill area. Again, that is per phase. So all of the A's could be a 500 KC mill. All the B's could be a 750 aluminum, for example, and all C's could be 500 again. So, again, it's per phase that the characteristics have to be the same, okay? Um, next, have the same insulation type. Again, that's each phase has to be the same insulation type. So I get that asked me quite a lot. I could have THHN, THWN on phase A. I could have X on phase B. And I could have yeah. THHN on phase C, as long as the characteristics of that phase are the same. 
And then lastly, be terminated in the same manner. Now, that means it's terminated. If, if it's terminated into a lug, that, that each one of them are terminated in the same type of lug, the same location, torqued at the same value. But again, everything done in the same manner. Then if you do that, then you're okay. Everything's fine, and you're, and you're, you're doing it. Now, here's what people say to me all the time. Then, well, what about that equipment grounding conductor? Because I have some images. Actually, I did a graphic that I sent in with my public input that shows three sets or five sets or whatever it was. The equipment grounds was terminated, identical on three of them. And then the fourth one went over to a separate lug that was uh, bolted onto the enclosure. And everybody was like, people that I talked to joking with them, they go, no, no, it's not terminated in the same characteristic in the same way. And I said, well... Yeah, it, it does, but the problem is it does say equipment grounding conductor and equipment bonding conductor up here. But why does it have to be terminated? The same? So my manner is terminated in the same manner is that if it's in a lug and the lug is connected to the enclosure that is bonded, and then you have the other lugs that are all together, so you might have four lugs that are together for the other four, say it's five sets. And so I've got four of the equipment grounds on a lug, and then I got the fifth one over on a lug that's identical to those, but is instead drill and tapped to the metal enclosure. What's the difference? Well, some would say, well, it's, it's uh, not terminated in the same manner. Sure it is. It's terminated in the lug, same type of lug. It's just not at the same location. And people go, well, that's not how I interpret it. It's got to be interpreted in the same manner. It is in the same manner. Same type of yeah. lug, same torque. Same bonded enclosure. What's the difference? And then I asked them, what are you paralleling an equipment ground for? And I have a very knowledgeable friend of mine says, well, you're paralleling it out because in a fault condition, it divides. No, it doesn't. If it did that, then we would be having the raceways equipment ground. I'd be able to parallel them and use them as a, as a set. But I can't. I've got to have full size in each. So any one of those equipment grounds can handle the fault current to clear that 2,000 amp device because that's what the code tells me. This has to change. This has to change because it makes it, it should not be that the, the equipment grounding conductor or the equipment bonding has to because you're not paralleling those. Now, theoretically, you're, you're paralleling them because you're putting one in each raceway, but you're not paralleling it right. for the same reasons that we parallel phase conductors that we parallel grounded conductors, right? right. In, in fact, it doesn't even tell us in 310.10G1, it doesn't even list equipment grounded conductors. And that's a general rule. Yeah. So it's just, we have to clear that up. And in fact, I know so much that I actually sent an email out to a very knowledgeable individual who's on the NEC Technical Correlating Committee and also very high up in one of the major associations of labor for electricians in the country, who is very well known, good friend of mine, great guy, will not name drop. He agreed and said it needs to change. So hopefully when he sees it as a public input, and, and of course I'm, I'm not on this code panel, uh, but I would love the opportunity to explain to them, we're not paralleling. If, if you're going to make me do this, then let me parallel the equipment grounding conductor. Let me get the parallel benefits. Why do I got to run at the full size? 
But of course, I'm also on Code Making Panel 5, and I'm going to tell you, yeah, we like it being full size. So at the end of the day, they just need to remove equipment grinding conductor. Yeah, move that wording out of there. It's not necessary for this part of it because you're not you're not paralleling them for any benefit under 310.10 at all no you just put them in there because each raceway requires it yeah they require that equipment ground and conductor and that's that that is what it is and and we know this Um, we know this also jay real quick if you jump down of course if you jump down to 310.10 g5 equipment ground and conductors it says where parallel equipment ground and conductors are used Okay. Now that is not paralleling it to get the benefit of anything. We're just they're running side by side, so they're paralleling. It says they shall be sized in accordance with two fifty dot one twenty two. But two fifty dot one twenty two requires them to be full size in each raceway. So it's yeah. the point. Okay. Anyway. Well well they 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 are paralleled, but they're not we're not like you said. We're not getting the benefit of derating the or cutting down the opacity. Yeah, why be two fifty? Why be two fifty KC mil in each raceway if I could parallel? Heck, let me parallel that. Let me parallel that. If it says that it has to be two fifty under two fifty dot one twenty two for two thousand amp service or two thousand amp overcurrent device, then then okay, let me take that two hundred fifty thousand and divide it by five sets. And yeah. of course, the code says paralleling can't be smaller than one ot. Of course, it didn't list equipment grounds up there when it said that. All right, so let me just let me put a let me put a one yeah. ot in each raceway instead of a two fifty, and then I can use them together cumulatively. The only problem with that is, like I said from the beginning, if I have a fault inside of one of those raceways, a fault to ground, then I need to be able to clear the overcurrent device. Now, I got what you're saying. So you're, minute, you're 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 not you're not mad that they're not allowing you to use the benefit of the parallel to decrease your equipment sizing conductor or equipment granted conductor. You're just saying that in this article, this section, that they need to remove that out because it doesn't doesn't belong there. It well, doesn't I'm, serve the purpose. I'm saying it. The paralleling aspect of it, just let 250.122 be the guide when Handle it comes it. to sizing your equipment ground. And if you're already going to require it to be full size in each raceway, then why even address it here? Although gotcha. I will say that I've submitted some cleanup that I think will clean this up, and I, hopefully the co panel will listen. And I'm more than happy to come in and talk to them since I, will, I was, well, I don't know if we'll be in purpose person or not, or we're going to be this COVID thing. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to be. might be in a Zoom meeting. There might, yeah, well, we, there probably are going to be in those type of meetings uh, coming up. Now, you had a question or something before I... Well, there, there, there's a couple of these. So did you want to f- wrap up what you're going to, and then I can ask a couple of these questions if we have time to get yes. to them? Or... Yes, 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 okay. yes. So, so let me just finish 310.10G3, separate cables yep. or raceways. It says we're running separate cables or raceways. All right. And the reason I got to say this, is because you could have parallels in one raceway. And if you had parallels in one raceway, then you would only have one equipment ground in that raceway, whatever the size of the overcurrent device is. Okay? So code allows you to have one raceway. I could have multiple sets in there if it was smaller conductors, you know, not smaller than one ot. But if I had a trade size 6, for example, rigid, I could have a fair amount, provided it don't you know, exceed the fill requirements, but then I would only have one equipment ground in there, 
And again, it's still going to be sized based on whatever the overcurrent device is, right? So I yeah. could have that, or I could have multiple raceways. So what it says here in 310.10G3 is if I have separate cables or raceways, it says we're running separate cables or raceway. The cable or raceways with conductors shall have the same number of conductors and shall have the same electrical characteristics. Um, and this is reminding us that the cables or the actual raceways also have to have the same characteristics. And that is if you're running all of them in one raceway, it's got to be a, a certain type of raceway versus, you know, all metal raceway, for example. It says conductors of one phase, polarity, neutral, grounding conductor, or equipment grounding conductor shall not be required to have the same physical characteristics as those of another phase polarity neutral ground conductor or equipment ground. And again, that's just to remind you that where I had them in multiple raceways that I could have phase A could be copper, phase B could be aluminum, phase C could be copper clad aluminum. Boo. But it could be. And so, you know, so again, I could have the different types of characteristics but only they have to be similar for the same phase. So all the A's have to be the same. All the B's have to be the same. All the C's have to be the same. That's what, basically what it's alluding to when we run it. So it first starts out by assuming they're all in one raceway. And that's where every, all these rules match up. And then again, the links are not a problem that they're all in the same raceway. That's a no-brainer. It only becomes an additional problem when you have multiple raceways like we talked about, which you could have different links. But you're going to have to make up that distance, and you're not going to be able to just cut it off. you you, you got to keep the lengths the same, those type of things, all right? All right, now, uh, that's pretty much all I'll cover on that before I jump into 251.22 if we even got time. So give me, your, give me what, some of your questions. Yep. So um, let's see here. Is it Moses? He was asking. He wants to know the raceway size for each parallel with the equipment grounding conductor at the 250 KC mill. That's something we'd have to look into. Yeah, we're not going to. And we'll get, we'll get we back have to you on that. Or... It. We, we would have to size it. So, again, uh, Moses, you're wanting to know. Obviously, your, your question is you're wanting to know how to do raceway fill. I have a video on that that explains that yeah. on my YouTube channel that talks you through how to do raceway fill using Chapter 9, Table 4, and Table 5. And it will talk to you all the way through how to do a raceway field calculation. So we're not going to do that one in this episode. Are, are there any raceway limitations that you can use? Uh, can you do it in PVC or ENT? Pretty much, is there, any, is there any leeway if you're using PVC rather than EMT? And, and what's the most common one that you see underground? I, I used to always see PVC. All right, so... A lot of times. So I, I, here's what I wanted to bring back to. So you've got your code book, and this is yep. going to also tie back to Joel's thing. Uh, what I wanted you to do is give a look at 300.3B1, okay? And it's kind of will we'll tie this up a little bit. Sure. Now, here's what it says for those that are following along. It says paralleled installations. It says conductors shall be permitted to be run in parallel in accordance with the provisions of 310.10G, which is kind of what we just kind of went over, right, Jay? Um, It says the requirements to run all circuit conductors within the same raceway, auxiliary gutter, cable tray, trench, cable, or cord shall apply separately to each portion 
of the parallel installation. In other words, you treat each phase separately, phase A's, phase B's, phase C's, equipment grounds, whatnot, each one treated separately. Notice it says, and the equipment grounding conductor shall comply with 250.122. 122 is going to tell you the equipment ground has to be full size in all raceways. Yep. It will also tell you that it never has to be larger than the largest ungrounded conductor. Okay? All right? So it will give you all that. Next it says um, con- uh, connect, uh, connections, taps, and extensions made from parallel conductors, and this kind of addresses your question early on, Jay, shall connect to the conductor of the parallel set, grounded and ungrounded, as applicable. Parallel runs of cable trays shall comply with 392.20C. So you can tap, for example, parallel sets, but when you tap them, you're going to tap those in parallel as well. So whatever your need is, you're going to make sure you evenly tap those out if you need it. Not really the subject to the night because that just goes into when you might tap conductors because you can tap feeders, just because they're running parallel doesn't mean you, you can't tap feeders. But you just can't selectively tap. You know what I mean? You, you gotta, you've got to tap proper, follow proper tap rules, uh, 240.21. But here's what I wanted to get to. Look at the exception. The exception says conductors installed in non-metallic raceways run underground, so this is for Joel, shall be permitted to be arranged as isolated phase, that means all A's in one, all B's in the other one, and all C's in another. Um, so it allows that installation, non-metallic raceways, kind of what I didn't want to go into, Joel. You heard me say I didn't want to talk about it, but it was, un- it was non-metallic and it was underground. But this is what it is. You're allowed to do that. It says the raceways shall be installed in close proximity and the isolated phase neutral and grounded Conductors shall comply with 300.20B, and that is an inductive heating rule. Okay, that means you have to follow those rules. So if you go, if you want to do it, Joel, and you want to run all A's in one, all B's in one, and all C's in another one, and neutrals in a different one, if you want to do that, you can, but it has to be what? Non-metallic raceways underground. Now, because you separated them like that, you're going to create a potential for inductive heating when it comes to something like a sidewall of a ferrous metal enclosure. And most of them are ferrous metal. Uh, aluminum's non-ferrous. So, again, if it's aluminum sidewall, you're okay. Uh, but if it's a ferrous enclosure, then you've got to be careful. And it's going to direct you to 300.20B. Now, take a look at that, Jay. 300.20B. That's dealing with the individual conductors where they come, in, come out, pass through the metal... You create what's called a magnetic property that can cause heat, and it can cause that PVC to melt down. It can cause that insulation to melt down. So it gives you some rules. Now, when I've had people do this, and they want to do it underground, and they come up into the bottom, usually it comes up in the bottom of an open bottom gear, for example, if they want to do that, so there is no sidewall, right? They just open bottom. But if they do come into up out of the ground into a piece of equipment, and it goes into the sidewall, and it happens to be a metal enclosure, like a steel in cabinet, then you're going to drill your holes, and then you're going to cut a slot between each of the knockouts. And what it's doing is replicating one big hole. Even though it's five holes or four holes, by cutting that notch between them, it actually creates, acts like one big hole. And then you have less of inductive heating. And so that's going to give you one of the rays. Or... 
you could take the entry and you could change it to a non-ferrous entry. So some of them, you would cut it and you would actually have a, an aluminum panel or a non-metallic panel that those raceways would connect to so that they don't connect to a ferrous metal enclosure. Because that's where you have the problem because the ferrous metal creates the heating effect. Okay, And it could damage the conductors. So as long as you follow the rules that are in 300.20B, Joe, and as long as your installation is underground and it's non-metallic, then there is a rule that allows all the A's to be in one raceway, all the B's. It's just not practical. And in all my career, most of my paralleling took place above ground in buildings, feeding other switch gear and other pieces of equipment. So it, it, so it wouldn't even come into play. So at that point, you're forced to have ABC in one raceway, ABC in another raceway, ABC in another. But I can't, it's good, Joel. I mean, I, I didn't want to go there tonight, but it's, I wanted to venture back because I felt like Joel needed an answer. And yep. there, there is allowance for you to be able to do that. But it is, again, very specific, underground, non-metallic, and you've got to make sure that you follow the rules and 300.20B or you're going to really cause a problem in your installation. Okay? Yep. Hopefully that answered for Joel. What other questions did we have tonight? Well, Elwood, Elwood had a quick one. He, he says the PVC, do you see it more commonly, PVC or EMT? Um, I would say a lot of times we use PVC, but you have to go back to the um, electrical drawings as well and make sure that they're not um, requiring you to do it in EMT because I've had some projects where they require you to do um, all EMT throughout the whole project. Mm-hmm. And again, you can, you can do an RFI and see if you can get that change. So typically I've, I've ran underground, um, parallel conductors and PVC. Um, uh, Caleb, can you derate the grounds the same as the neutrals? No, no, you can't full we size just, we went over that in, in order to also cover that real quick. Uh, because I was a little late earlier with, with, with getting the stream, right. So I'll take the liberty of, of, stretching this out so that me and Jay can listen to ourselves talk some more. Um, we'll go down, and I want to show you 250.122. So, Jay, if you got your code book, you can go to 250.122. And I'm just scrolling along for people that are watching on the screen. They're saying, why don't you use the search feature? Because I'm not. Here's 250.122. All right. Okay, so the general requirements, and you see increase for size, then you got multi-circuit in general and everything like that. What we want to look at is when you talk about 250.122F, where it says conductors in parallel. Because remember, that's what we're talking about, right? Yep. So let's kind of look at conductors in parallel a little bit. So here's what it says. You see a lot of gray. For those that are following the code book, you see there's an awful lot of gray because we did make quite a few changes. But what we want to talk about more is looking at it here. So the very first one, 250.122.F1, you'll notice that, oh, first before that, look at 250.122.F. It says, for circuits of, con- of parallel conductors as permitted in 310.10G, the equipment grounding conductor shall be installed in accordance with 250.122.F1 or F2. So what happens is you've got all these other rules in 250.122, but when you're dealing in parallel, it's directing you to follow F1 or F2. It's making, it's telling you, you're now in F1 or F2. This is where you are. 
You're no longer in 251.22 A, B, C, D, E. You're right here for this, for all intents and purposes. It says, A, if this is just one raceway and you're putting, let's say I have three sets and they're only one odd, right? So I say if trade size four, I could have three sets of three blacks, three blues, three reds, and three neutrals, and one equipment ground fully sized in one raceway. They're parallel, but they're in one raceway. Okay, as long as I didn't exceed the raceway fill, chapter nine, table one. Okay, I didn't exceed fifty-three, uh, the um, forty percent. Okay, so as long as I didn't fill exceed it, right? Then I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Assume that I'm okay. It says single raceways or cable trades, auxiliary gutters or cable tray. If circuit conductors are connected in parallel in the same raceway, and we'll skip all the gutter and tray, whatever. It says a single wire type conductor shall be permitted. As an equipment granite conductor. So that means I can have three sets, but I only have to run one equipment ground. Right. Because once they get to the other end, they're all going to go, all the blacks are going to go to one terminal. All the reds are going to go to a different terminal. All the blue, you know, so it's, it's still parallel, but it's just still, you know, all good. So I can run one equipment ground conductor and I'm perfectly fine. It says the wire type equipment grounding conductor shall be sized in accordance with 250.122. Based on the overcurrent protected device for the feeder or branch circuit. So it gives us the reference to 251.22, which ultimately is going to send us to the table based on the size of the overcurrent protected device. Right? Now, what I would like to see them actually is the reason they don't send you directly to the table, people ask, because you still have the rules that say that, well, this is a good one to bring up right here. I want to make this real clear, Jay, to people. Because this is where people get confused. It sends me to 250.122. 122 says, now watch this, right here. It says, copper, aluminum, or copper-clad aluminum equipment ground conductors of the wire type shall not be smaller than shown in table 250.122. It says, the equipment ground conductor shall not be required to be larger than the circuit conductor's Supplying the equipment. Okay. Let's explain something real quick. This is where people really, it's going to, I'm going to blow people's minds here. You ready? <laughs> if I was only running a single conductor and my single conductor was one ot, then in theory, my equipment ground would never have to be larger than a one ot. Make sense? It, it just, it says right there that never has to be larger than the ungrounded conductor. Okay. Yep. When I'm doing parallels and it says that, it means that my equipment grounding conductor never has to be larger than the parallel sets are acting as a single conductor. So if I had three 250s and they were running them in parallel, then my equipment grounding conductor never has to be larger than 750 KC mil because they're acting like a single conductor. They're being run in parallel to act like a single conductor. Now, this is where I think this has to be cleaned up. And again, I've got public inputs to clean this up. Because some people say, no, it, only has, it doesn't have to be larger than any one of the phase conductors. No, but the phase conductors are being run in parallel to achieve yes. a certain ampacity. So they're, they're run in parallel, but they're trying to act as a single conductor. Right? Because we're trying to get all that ampacity for it. So when it tells me that it never has to be larger when you're running parallels... Basically, it's telling me it never has to be larger than the parallel conductors combined. That would be the rep, that would be the equivalent of a conductor. 
It's the same thing that we do when we go and do those tables, you know, for sizing a, uh, the grounding electroconductors or when we're sizing the grounded conductor under 251 or 2C1. Remember when it says the largest ungrounded conductor or a parallel equivalent? It's the yep. same concept. That's the same concept. So we've, we've got to clean this up. But anyway, that's not for y'all. It's our, 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 either I'm off in left field, and you can might say I am, and I might, you might say that I'm one of these. Hold on, where is it? Where's my button, Jay? But I have some pretty high friends in high places who say, Paul, you're absolutely right. we got to change that. All right, so now let's talk about the one that we're dealing with, multiple raceways. It says, if conductors are installed in multiple raceways, and are connected in parallel, means they're connected at both ends like they're supposed to be, a wire-type equipment grounding conductor, if used, because, again, you could just use the EMT, you could just use the rigid and not run an equipment ground anyway, right? But most engineers are going to make you run one, so, okay. And and I work for a wire company, so run that wire, run that wire. (laughs) Make Paul's paycheck. All right, so... So, again, I lost where I was. So, a wire-type equipment grounding conductor, if used, shall be installed in each raceway. Okay? So, it's in each raceway and shall be connected in parallel. So, what that means is each one of them has to be in each raceway, and that ensures me that they're each going to be in parallel, although we're not using them for a parallel application to get more current. I mean, they're equipment grounds. So this is part of the language that has to also be changed. But I'm okay with it because they're still technically in parallel. Okay? And it's not telling me how they have to be connected. They still got to be connected to the metal enclosure at each end, right? So, I mean, they're still got to be connected, so that doesn't hurt me. All right? Now, it says, the equipment grounded conductors installed in each raceway shall be sized in accordance with 250.122, Based on the rating of the overcurrent protective device for the feeder or branch circuit. Okay. So, if it's a 2,000 amp switchgear, and I'm running parallel sets in multiple raceways, Jay, and it says that I have to have an equipment ground in each raceway, and it's telling me that each raceway, they have to be sized based on 250.122, based on the overcurrent device, then it has to be full size in each raceway, Right. So what some people will say is, okay, Paul, okay, smarty pants, Abernathy. So if it's five sets of 600 KC mil, my equipment ground for 2,000 amp, my equipment ground would be, I think it was 250 KC mil. I think that's what it says in 251.22. So I'd have a 250 KC mil in there in each raceway with a 600. So somebody said to me one time, they said, what if I increase the size of the conductors because of voltage drop and 250-102B, uh, 122B tells me that I have to increase the size of the equipment grounding conductor proportional? Okay. They said, well, in theory, Paul, what if the conductors were increased in such a size that the equipment grounding conductor ended up being larger than the 600 KC mils in each raceway? Can't, is it required to be larger than the 600 or because it, doesn't have to be larger than the largest ungrounded conductor in that raceway, that it doesn't ever have to be larger than a 600 KC mil. My response to that is it has to be sized. It can be larger because 
it, it doesn't have to be larger than the multiple sets that are making up that phase. So if there is five sets of 600s, then to be honest with you, it would be 600, what is that, 600,000 times five, that's three million, okay, circular mills, KC mills, then my equipment around a conductor never has to be larger than, than three million circular mills. Okay, so that's where me and many people differ. They say, no, it never has to be larger than the 600 if that's the largest on granite conductor that's in there. I happen to disagree, and some pretty high-up people agree with me. And so at the end of the day, probably a moot point, Jay, right? Because if it's five sets of 600s, the equipment ground's only got to be – it's a 250. Yeah. It's going to be 250. But, I, but I was trying, what I was trying to do is, is explain to people that – even though it says go back and look at 250.122, when it says back in 250.122 in A that it never has to be larger than the largest ungrounded conductor, that was for when you're dealing with a single equipment grounded conductor in a single set of, a single conductor application. If it's run in parallel, you treat that phase in cumulative fashion. If I have five A's, five B's, five C's, then the actual largest conductor is the combination of all of the phase A's, okay? Sure. Because Because we have to remember, though, we're only sizing the equipment granite conductor based on the overcurrent protected device, okay? That's so right. we're gonna, hopefully we're going to clear that up in the 2023 and make it, uh, because once you get into F, you're locked into F. So there's some things that, we can, that I have proposed that will clear this up, and what it's going to do is it's going to make the code panel... Um, I'm on that panel. It's going to make them have to give us an answer because I gave them two proposals, one my way and one reverting it the other way. So I'm going to make them battle themselves at the code table because I'm giving them two proposals, and I want to find out what they really mean because there's a few people that say never has to be larger than the largest ungrounded conductor in that raceway. Okay. I don't know where it says that, but okay. And, and they, what they mean by that, is because they they go back when it says to go per two fifty one twenty two, they go back to right here, and they go to this line where it says the equipment granite conductor shall not be required to be larger than the circuit conductors supplying the equipment. However, this is where I come in. So Jay, if I have five sets of uh, six hundred KC mills. And I'm supplying that uh, I'm supplying that piece of equipment. What is the size of the circuit conductors that are supplying that equipment? It's five sets. It's it's five yep. of the A's added together. It's it's you know it's it's not the individual conductor in each individual raceway. It doesn't right. say that that way. So we're going to get clarity to that. And hopefully, I didn't totally confuse people tonight. Tell me I didn't confuse you, Jay. No. Okay. No, not at all. Good. It was good. All right. So, anyway, that's just the – do we have any other questions? Um, let's see. Can you derate? Because I, do I, have have, I don't do... have access to the questions. Now I do because we're back on the questions here. So, Moses, do I have to do adjustment for – Bundling of conductors in a parallel set if I only have A, B, C, and a neutral? 
Yeah, so, okay, so when it comes to the number of current carrying conductors in a raceway, so if I'm going to apply adjustment and corrections in the 2020 code, that is uh, 31015B and 31015C, that's the new adjustment and corrections that changed. It used to be 31015B2A, 31015B3A, but now it's 31015B and 31015C. Um, Same thing. Um, So when you're dealing with the number of current carrying conductors, you're dealing with C, and when you have an A, B, C, and a neutral, I only have A, B, and C are the current carrying conductors. The neutral may or may not be a current carrying conductor. Depends. If it's a three-phase, four-wire Y system, or and they have high harmonics, or more than 50% of harmonic loads or nonlinear loads in that building, like a lot of computers, a lot of electronic ballast lighting, um, a lot of variable frequency drives, all this kind of stuff that really chop up the waveform, then guess what? That neutral might be considered a current carrying conductor. And if that's the case, you've got four. Yes, you're going to have to do an adjustment for that. Okay? So I should say, actually, a correction for that. You're going to have to do a correction. Adjustments and opacities uh, for temperature. Corrections are for current carrying conductors. Just remember, C for right. C current carrying conductors. So, yes, you're going to. Now, in the reality of the world, will it make that much of a difference? Eh, probably not. It's it's 80%, I think. So, I mean, right. might Plus not. Plus, you're, you're using the highest chart. Yeah, yeah plus I'm going to use the highest end passing. So, yeah, so we used 4, you know, 420, wherever it was for the 75. You're obviously going to use the 90 for adjustment and corrections. Okay. Again, as long as after you do your adjustment corrections, you still have a conductor that one can handle the load. Okay, and that's important. So I always tell people for adjustment and corrections, pick your right size under the terminal limitations. Pick the conductor you need to use first under the seventy-five, if that's what your terminals are rated for, and then make sure that the, that the conductor's okay by using the ninety for adjustment correction. But always start out by picking the right size you need based on your terminals. Then the only reason you're using the 90 is to make sure that do I still have a conductor that can handle my load afterwards? Yes. Okay, I'm good. So I tell people adjustment and corrections for ampacity, just make it simple. Choose the conductor you need based on the terminals. You know, 110.14C, you know, it's 75 degree rated terminals. Pick your ampacity for 75. Then look at your adjustment and corrections and then use the 90 and see if after you do that you still have a conductor that's okay then you're okay. So always start out by picking your conductor first based on your terminals and then comparing it to the 90 degree and see if you're okay. So any other questions? Don't have any more questions on that? No. No, Elwood said thanks. No problem. Cool, cool, cool. cool. So, yeah, so I tell you, paralleling, summarize it, Jay. Conductors... A, B, C, let's say, if you're doing three-phase, A, B, C in neutral in equipment ground in each raceway. Um, and you want to make sure that they're the same length per phase. Yep. You want to make sure the same characteristics, same type of insulation per phase. Uh, same type of raceway per phase, okay, for sets, okay? So, again, you want to keep your raceways consistent. Um, what else? Lengths. What else do Lengths. we Lengths, characteristics. What else do we got? What else did I miss here? Oh, circular mills. Again, 
you could have phase A be one size, phase B be a different conductor type and be different circular mill. Obviously, if it's aluminum, it'd be different. And then C could be a different. But you have to keep all of your phases the same. Right? Make sense? Yep. I can hear people now. I can hear the emails now, Jay, about my theory on equipment grounding conductors and them <laughs> saying, no, no, it never has to be larger than I'm like, stop and think for a second. If I don't, do I want to go back there again, Jay? No, I don't want to go back. Anyway, nah. <laughs> never mind. So here's and then and then four under um, again under three ten three ten dot ten G two is have the same insulation type. We've kind of went over that, and then yeah. five would be be terminated in the same manner. Yeah, so again, like we said, so. terminating in the same manner means terminate in the same lug type of you know type of lug so that, that the characteristics in one is not different than in the other. Okay? Anything that deviates from it, I mean obviously if I've got same length and everything, but I change the length, then I change the amount of, of resistance in a conductor, or in our case AC, so we change the impedance. Okay? And so when you're thinking about current, it's not going to divide evenly. So one conductor is going to have more current on it than another. So they sure. have to be the same length. Um, probably less important about the insulation type. Probably it's not going to make that much of a difference. Um, obviously, the circular mills have to be the same, or they wouldn't. It wouldn't evenly distribute out. Um, term, again, terminate in the same manner just really means lugs. All of them are in the same type of lug. I think the confusion is it doesn't mean they all have to be, uh, I don't know how to say it. They, they all have to be identical types of lugs, okay? But they typically they're going to be on a bus, and then all the lugs are going to be on the bus, and you're just going to terminate them all the same way. It's typically. Again, the only time that I deviate from this is equipment grounds is I fail to see the point uh, that they need to come all together on the same lug because they're not being utilized in a parallel application. Again, some people argue it says it here because it's in there, but I will argue that, that, that I really think that it's, it's pointless to do it. If you want to do it, fine. It's not gonna, obviously not going to hurt anything. But when I say terminate in the same manner, it doesn't say at the same location. So for me, if it's a metal enclosure and it's bonded, and I bought four of them to lugs that were on the ground equipment ground bus, but that bus is bonded to the metal enclosure, and I take the other equipment ground, the last one, maybe you know it was the, the same length, met all everything, but I wanted to take that to a lug that I drill and tapped into the enclosure, and I used a 250.8 termination compliant. Is it going to make a difference? Jay, is it going to make a difference? It's not. No, it's, it's not at all. It's an equipment grounding conductor. Right. It's not being utilized in a parallel. Current's yeah. not dividing on the equipment ground. It, if that was the case, <laughs> why would we have to make it full size in all raceways? If we can, par uh, if we can parallel the phase conductors, if we can parallel the neutral conductors, but we can't parallel the equipment ground conductor because we want it to be full size, then guess what? Why should it have to terminate in, a, in, a, in the same position and treat it just like the others? It's foolish. Now, people are going to say, but that's because that's what the code says. 
Well, I'm going to argue when it, again that it says terminate in the same manner just means the same type of love, but it doesn't have to be in the same location. That's how I'm going to because that's how I consider it. You can agree to disagree. But I will also remind you that the general rules of paralleling, the general rules now, which is 310.10G1, doesn't make any mention of an equipment grounding conductor in there. It only rears its head under the characteristics in item number two. Okay? That's where it rears its head. And I'll also remind you, 310.10G1 references you to G2 through G6, where it talks about these different things. The general rule doesn't say anything about an equipment grounding conductor. Okay? So, do we got to clean that up maybe? Something? Somebody will tackle that. Maybe it doesn't need to be fixed, Jay. Maybe I'm just too much wine during the day. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. All right. Well, I think that uh, that's probably all the damage that we could do today, Jay. Yeah, I think Joel said he's doing a, a new build or a underground ground up. So with this video, Joel, you should be telling your project manager, your foreman, how to do parallel um, mm-hmm. runs. So. Yep. Parallels, baby. All right. Well, Jay, is anything else? To, do we, you know, I don't know today's episode. I don't, I don't know that I would have gotten you a sponsor from Milwaukee. I'm not, I don't, I don't think we would have gotten that tonight, Jay. No. Maybe next. No. Maybe, Ryobi, maybe. May, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that could be. <laughs> we could get a sponsor for a, for a, uh, for Encore from Encore, maybe. Why aren't <laughs> Hold on, I, hold on. I got, I got something for that one. Hold on. Oh, that's crickets. That's exactly that's what I hear. That's exactly what I'd hear if I asked for it. Anyway, Jay, it's a great that's show good. tonight. Covered some topics. Um, so I guess that's it for tonight. We will. Uh, we will see you next week at 8 p.m. We'll have some interesting topics. Go to electricianlive.com, and you will see what next week's topic will be about. Usually, it will post it usually the first of the week, so I'm sure it hadn't been updated because it might have been to be determined, but we will keep you updated. I want to thank you again. Joe, say good night to everybody. Yep. We'll see you guys. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. All right, guys. Take care. Until next time, stay safe. Electrician Live with your host, Paul Abernathy and Jay Grunberg.